What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. Hey girl, hey, what's up? Super happy to have you joining me today. This is gonna be pure gold, talking sales. Do you freak out when you hear that word and cringe? I know I used to, <laughs> but no longer. Sales is my BFF. But first, before we get into all of that gold, I wanna read this awesome review that was left over on iTunes from Polly Gage. Polly says, as a stay-at-home mama turned work-at-home mom, I just started my own business a year ago. I focus on some personal development every day. It's been hard to find a good podcast that speaks to everything I'm going through as a mompreneur. This one is it. She only has a few episodes, but I've already listened to every single one. They have such great nuggets of info, and I've implemented many of her tips into my life. Can't wait to see what else Steph's got for us. I also just joined her Facebook group and I love being a part of it. Thank you so much, Polly. Your review just truly means the world to me, hearing that I'm helping guide you and create more ease in your life as a working mama. That's what lights my soul up. So thank you for taking the time to leave this review. And ladies, if you hop over to iTunes and leave me a super quick review, who knows, maybe I will read yours live on the show next. Next up, this episode is sponsored by my very special exclusive Success with Stephanie holiday bundle pack. To thank you all for being such an incredible part of my community, this holiday season I'm offering you a super special one-time offer, and for a very limited time, you can get lifetime access to all five, yes, all five of my self-study courses and claim your spot in the spring 2019 session of Passionately Profitable, which is my best-selling group coaching program. In that program, we go through creating your brand, coming up with the aesthetic, figuring out your niche, your target market, your mission statement. We then move into money mindset, removing money blocks, coming up with ideas to monetize your new brand, how you can make money. We talk about belief, mastering the head game. We go through growth and productivity. I mean, this is such a fun group coaching session and to think that you can get that along with all of my other group coaching programs for over 50, yes, 50, 50% off of retail price only for the next few weeks. I want you to take that leap of faith with me. If your heart's been tugging on you lately, this could be what you've been waiting for to shift your business, change your life, take the next steps that you need to take and invest in your best asset, which is you. Pray over it, my friend. I hope you're led to the solutions you seek. And if you're ready to join me in the exclusive holiday bundle, head over to bit.ly slash exclusive holiday offer now and claim your spot. Okie dokie, so excited. Today, my boss friends, we are episode 17, how to become stellar at sales. Ah, so pumped. This is gonna be so, so good. Let me go back and rewind 
oh my gosh, I don't even know, 15 years when I first had my real life experience with sales. As kids, it's like, yeah, yeah, I've done sales. I've marketed, you know, some Girl Scout cookies or sold lemonade. That was our first introduction to sales, but the beauty of that was we didn't care what people thought because we were kids. As we get older, all of a sudden we become conscious of what other people think of us. We have the stigma around success and failure. We now know the difference between succeeding and not succeeding, and we come to believe somewhere along the way that sales is hard, sales is scary, people are gonna judge you, nobody's gonna like your stuff, and here's what I believe. I believe that sales is so scary, quote unquote, because it has a high rejection rate. And as human beings, and the largest fear that people have in their hearts is rejection. Because sales is so closely tied to this, I believe that's why people are afraid of sales. But that's crazy sauce. That's crazy town. We're going to debunk that. We're going to talk about why you should love sales and some ways to get over all of these fears that surround sales and how to become better at it. Because boss... As a female entrepreneur, as a mompreneur, you got to get over this and you have to start to love this process. How will you ever make money as an entrepreneur? Because sales is such a truly integral part of crafting and monetizing your brand. Let's rewind. Let me share a story with you. Back in who knows what, before the 2000s began, I think. No, I don't know. Early 2000s, I was working over at a, at a financial company. I was helping them pick stocks, helping them do all of these investment things. Of course, the managing partners could see the potential in me. They're like, dude, I'm sure they didn't say dude. They were like, they were like, Bob, this girl's got it going on. Like we got to get her into sales. And there was only six people at this firm. And so they were probably thinking, we'll groom her. We'll get her going. We're going to get her ready for the big, bright world. And we're going to shine her up and we're going to polish this girl. And she's going to be our sales all-star. So they thought. <laughs> they, you know, continued to work on me and, and talk to me about sales. First thing they did was sit me down in the office. They, they gave me this stack of like 50 phone numbers. And they're like, hey, Steph, we want you to do some cold calling today. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but OK. They sit me down. These guys, I'm telling you what, they did not know how to train. I'm sorry if y'all end up listening to this podcast, but you were like the worst trainers ever. They just handed me the phone. Nobody was like, this is how you do a cold call. And they did. They didn't show me anything. They just left. So I'm like, OK. I'm like, this can't be that bad. Start calling the numbers on the phone. I'm like, hey, this is Stephanie with blankety blank blank. And we're looking for people that want to start investing their money and creating some retirement click. I'm like, whoa, did that person just hang up on me? Okay, that was weird. Like, maybe they couldn't hear me. So I start again. <laughs> I'm calling them. I'm like, hey, this is Steph from Blankety Blank. And we're looking for some people that are interested in creating a retirement account or planning for your future. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I start to get red. I remember this so clearly. I'm getting red. I'm getting sweaty. I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want to call anyone else. Like, these people are hanging up on me. This is really uncomfortable. Third one, call them up. I'm like, hey, this is Stephanie, a little more timid. I'm from blankety blank blank. And um, we do investments for people. I don't know if you're looking at and third time in a row getting hung up on. I was getting so hot and sweaty. My hands were shaking. And as I look back on that experience, who cares? The people on the other end of the phone didn't care. However, cold calling doesn't work. Sorry, sorry, it doesn't work. 
I could have sat there all day and called 1,000 people and maybe one person that was kind enough to give me grace and say, yeah, okay, you can send me some information. They're just saying that to be nice. Cold calling doesn't work. Sorry, not into it. Yuck, yuck. Horrible experience. Turn me away from sales. And then partners tell me, okay, well, that didn't work. That's okay. We want you to start thinking about all the people that you know. Who do you know that has a lot of money? Who do you know that's well-connected? I'm like, okay. I start thinking and I realize my grandma had a friend who was like the largest realtor in our state. I'm like, well, I kind of know this guy. I've met him a few times. My grandma has this great rapport with him. They're like, him, you're going to set up a meeting with him. You're going to go over there and you're going to secure all of his financial accounts. Here I am, this 18-year-old. Never done sales before. Again, they didn't go with me. They didn't show me. (laughs) They're like, just call him and set up. I'm like, yeah, okay. Let me just call this like billionaire and set up an appointment. So surprisingly enough, give him a call. I drop my grandma's name. I'm like, I want to come over and chat with you about, you know, our investment company. See if we can serve you in a better way, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. And I think I'm sure it was just to be nice. He's like, whoever this kid is, her grandma knows me, like whatever. So I go over there to his office, you guys. I'm all spruced up. None of the partners came with me. Like, I'm still blown away at this. I'm like, why wouldn't you go with your 18-year-old girl who hates sales and secure this account with her? Nope. They send me on my way, which I think is massive mistake number two, other than cold calling, is sending people out to the wolves without proper training. So here I go. And basically, he's just staring at me through this meeting. (laughs) And he was so nice, but he's like... You know, we're good where we're at, honey, but thank you so much for coming by. I don't even know what I said. I blacked out. I think I was pointing at some charts. I'm like, you can get a return on your investment. I don't even know, you guys. So funny. After that, I was done. I was like, I will never do sales again. I have been rejected at this point 15 times. This isn't for me. I hate it. I will never do sales. I said never. Never say never, right? Never, ever, ever, never, 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 never say never because you never know. Anywho, go on and I'm like, I am not even going to work here anymore. I've got to find something else. I need a corporate job. I need a nice, comfortable job in a nice, comfortable cubicle with a nice, comfortable paycheck where I can hide behind my computer screen. I was so traumatized simply because of the rejection. Story short, move on into corporate America. Rise the ladder there and then realize, you know, you guys have heard the story before. I've got to stay home. I'm ready to have children at this point. Get introduced to network marketing and became a sales freakazoid. Sales freakazoid. I climbed to the top 1% of this company in two years, roughly. Walked the stage with a humongous $50,000 check in my hand. Earned the car bonus. Had everybody joining with me. I would go to networking events. I was calling people left and right. I was cold messaging people on social media. Nothing and no one would stand in my way. I didn't care what anybody thought of me. And when I think back to those two situations, I go, okay, Steph, what was the difference? And I will tell you, my sales tactics were definitely creepy, pushy, weird, salesy, spammy. Think of like that awkward car salesman that you run away from. That was me. All right, so I'm not saying that that is the proper way to do sales, but I got the job done. I am no longer that crazy saleswoman. Thank the Lord. Praise praise Jesus. She's calmed down, calmed down her britches a little bit, been able to monetize everything I've ever done in my life, my brand, my social media, my podcast. I have courses, and I, I constantly bring in sales. And at this point, I've realized that buyer psychology is an incredible part of that. Anyway, rewind for a second. What changed for me from scared 18-year-old girl dealing with rejection 
to 26, 27 year old girl at the top and a sales force to be reckoned with. Here's what happened for me. Okay, I stopped caring what people thought of me. That was a big one. I got over my fear of rejection. I started marketing something that I truly believed in at the time. I was extraordinarily passionate about my why and my vision at that point. I had so much clarity surrounding becoming successful that that sales was no longer scary for me. It was the end goal to achievement. I also realized that I was driven by work. I actually, I would say that I was a workaholic for a time there and that I'm a recovering workaholic now. It's not a term to be taken lightly. And I do think that I struggle with that as a human being, but that was something that I faced. There's good parts of that that I learned from though, which is I love work. I love accomplishment. Recognition was big for me. Also, through that sales journey, I found a lot of my God-led calling, which was leadership, mentorship, helping people step into their own potential. And that helped me be better at sales. All of those things shifted for me. And here's the bottom line with those, those stories. Mama, you have what it takes to shift your mindset around this word. This is not a bad word. This is not a bad thing. Sales is simply a means of energy, just like money is. But subconsciously, you're tying things to sales that's scaring you or that's holding you back. Here's what I want to share with you today. There are five fears that you all identified. I posted a poll over in my Mompreneur Facebook group roughly a week ago, and I said, what is the number one thing that freaks you out about sales, that's holding you back, that you're scared of. And there were these five things that you guys really highlighted. And here they are in order from most voted on to the, to the least voted on. Number one, being rejected. <sighs> okay, how many of you are nodding? Yes, rejection is painful. So we're gonna talk about that for a minute. Number two, my customer can't afford it, okay? Number three, they won't like what I'm selling. Number four, the pitch or the sales pitch, how to actually get it out of my mouth, actually how to get it out of my brain into my mouth and then out of my mouth without stuttering or fainting or having a panic attack or sweating through your shirt like I did, okay? The last one was scamming people. So being rejected, they can't afford it, they won't like what I'm selling, the pitch and scamming people. Wow, those are definitely heavy hitting fears when it comes to this category. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk you through each of these five fears when it comes to sales and hopefully give you some tips to shift your mindset and to become that incredible sales rock star that you are destined for. First, let's talk about rejection. Rejection is imminent. Rejection is everywhere, especially when it comes to being sold. I want you to think about when someone calls you on the phone and they're trying to sell you, you're immediately putting up a block. When somebody, and I, you guys, I am a mompreneur success coach. When somebody Instagram messages me and they say, hey, Steph, I have Caroline, want to buy it? I'm like, I don't even know you. I don't even know you. Didn't even ask how I am. You said nothing about why you want to get to know me or meet me or connect with me. It is purely purely to sell me a product so that you can make money. I can see through that so fast. I would never buy from those people. I just wouldn't because I know that their end goal is to make money and that's the only goal there. For me, that's why we're scared of rejection because we reject this type of sales pitch. When you are marketing something 
in an authentic way, which we're going to talk more about in a minute. But when you're marketing something in a genuine way, you're not going to be rejected like this. First and foremost is to market in a way that if it doesn't feel right to you, it's not right. The other thing to recognize is that there is going to be rejection in anything that you do. Rejection is imminent. It means that you're growing, but you have to understand and think about why you're being rejected. If you're being rejected for a valid reason, they're not interested yet. It's not right timing for them. They simply can't afford it. Cool. Those are valid reasons. And it's not even rejection. It's just a not right now. It's, hey, you know, not right now, but thanks. Guys, like when I pitch one of my courses, okay, let's let's think about an example here. I pitch a course and I say, hey, you know, you had mentioned you're struggling with Instagram. I have an Instagram success formula. Just in case you're looking for something, it's got literally A to Z on how to be successful on Instagram. That's it. And they're going to go, okay, cool. Or, or yeah, you know, I've thought about it, but not right now. Or, hey, I'm really interested. How much is it? Guys, I'm not afraid of them saying I'm not interested in the course. That doesn't freak me out at all because I think they're either interested in the course and they're ready for something like this or they're not. It's not rejection. It's not right now. Okay. And maybe it's it's because they're not mentally ready for it. If I am mentioning things that I truly believe in in a really authentic way that I really believe can help somebody, there is no rejection. There's no fear of that. And I've never had somebody tell me, oh my gosh, no. Like you are so pushy with this course. I am just freaking out and I'm going to unfriend you and run away from you because you're cray cray like they used to do in network marketing because it's the way that I present the information. It's light. It is a take it or leave it. I always provide them an option to leave it on the table. I say, hey, you may be interested, you may not because it's true. And if somebody was to present something to me that way, they wouldn't have fear of rejection either. Because I would be able to take that and say, hey, that's awesome, but not right now. And know that they're not going to keep coming at me over and over because that's where you lose your potential customer and your sale. And that's where you get rejected because it starts to, to drive people away or to turn them off. Think about why you're afraid of rejection. Ask yourself, is this valid? Am I being pushy or spammy? If so, you need to change that right away. If not, and it's simply because they're not interested right now, that's okay. Let it go. It's not something that you should be internalizing or carrying with you. Either they're into it or they're not. Truly, end of story. Number two, they can't afford it. Here's the deal with this one, sister. If you are selling something to someone and they truly cannot afford it, that is wrong. There's a difference between they truly can't afford it and they don't want to spend money on it. That, of course, is something that you need to differentiate between. But if I come up to someone and, and they're like, I'm interested in your stuff. Let's talk about it. I talk to them about the course that they're interested in or coaching. And they're like, well, I get a loan. We have $30,000 in debt and I can't afford to feed my kids. I'm like, don't buy the course right now. It's not a good time for you. You literally need to feed your kids before you buy a course. It's not going to happen. That's something you have to think about. The other side of the spectrum, are you projecting on your customer that they can't afford it because you can't afford it or because you wouldn't spend money on it? So for example, I used to sell skincare. We had a $110 bottle of night cream. Oh my gosh, did I think nobody would afford this. I'd be so freaked out. I'm like, so do you want to buy this night cream? Like, it's really expensive. It's like $110. I mean, you could make it last like for three or four months. I mean, I was... 
I was basically ruining the sale before they ever had a chance to say anything because I would never pay that for skincare. I just wouldn't. I had never paid that in my life before. I still don't pay that now. It's just not something that I invest in at on a, on a very high level. However, what I ca- came to find out is that 50% of people didn't even blink. They were like, 110, perfect. Here you go. I'm going to definitely buy this. It was my fear that they couldn't afford that product. So stop freaking out that people can't afford your stuff. There are people out there that can afford any and everything you market. Just make sure you're targeting the right people and make sure if they can't afford it, that you're not pushing it on them. You want to focus on who your niche is, who are the people that are drawn to your products, that have the income to pay for your products, and be confident about whatever they cost. People will pay for value and worth and premier products. I promise you, they will. Third one was they won't like what I'm selling. This is kind of a weird one for me because I think, okay, why wouldn't they like what you're selling? Do you not like what you're selling? If you are not obsessed with what you're selling, find something else to sell. And I know this is so hard and it's controversial because you're like, but this is just what I sell. Like I already sell this thing. Sister friend, you can sell anything in the world that you want to sell. Okay. I used to sell skincare and that was the wrong fit for me. I am not obsessed with skincare. I don't even care about skincare, to be brutally honest with you. I'm just not really that into it. I was selling it for the wrong reasons. The money, the rank advancements, all of those things. I wasn't really passionate about that. And so it wasn't something that could stick with me forever. However, I am extraordinarily passionate about helping women achieve their calling, find their God-led passions, have balance, be the best mamas they can be, be the best women they can be, look their best, feel their best. I mean, that stuff, that lights me up. I could do it all day, every day. And so it doesn't feel like sales. And because I'm so excited about what I am marketing, I know that my clients are going to love it. I know without a shadow of a doubt, anyone that buys something from me is going to be better for it. They're going to learn. They're going to grow. And I know that that investment will be worth it. I ask you to ask yourself, is what I'm selling going to change this person's life in some way, shape, or form? Is it going to make them truly better in some way, no matter how small? If the answer is yes, and you are so excited about this product, like you need, want, desire, love, must have this product that you're marketing or this service, then they're going to love it. And you don't need to have that fear. That fear can be can be relinquished right now. Let it go. I love my products so much. The right people are flowing to me that are going to love my products as well. Reframe your mindset. However, if you don't really love your product and you're still trying to market it and sell it and push it, it's going to come through. I do not believe in fake it till you make it. I can't fake anything. And like you can look at my face and know, oh my gosh, like she doesn't really like that product. <laughs> oh, we had back in my network marketing business, there were a few products that like I would try them and I'm like, this is literally doing absolutely nothing. But I'd still try to sell it because it was the newest thing or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. It like gives you some energy or it, you know, has some vitamins. Cool. I never sold any of that stuff, you guys, because I didn't believe that it was truly changing my life. So how could I market it? Just ask yourself, do you love what I'm do you love what you're selling? And if you do, don't worry about other people not liking it because your excitement and passion will shine through. Number four, being afraid of the pitch. The pitch. Dun, 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 dun. Listen up. Stop thinking about it as a pitch. It's not a pitch. It's a casual mention. That's what it is. What do we do as marketing, as sales professionals, mompreneurs, 
network marketers, bloggers, whatever you do. All you're going to do, add value, teach people stuff in your niche, right? And then you're going to casually mention the product, service, or upsell. That's it. If y'all notice, okay, pay attention. At the end or beginning of my podcasts, I casually mention something. Hey, this show is sponsored by blah, 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 or at the end. Girls, come on over. Have you grabbed your attraction marketing handbook? 11 strategies to be better at sales. Link, okay? So it's like, it's light, the word. It's like fluffy. It's like, hey, I have this cool thing. Check it out, okay? And (laughs) there's no pitch. There's no pitch. It's just so casual. Let people know they have an out. Hey, you might be ready for this. You might not. Hey, in case you want more information. Hey, if you need more details on this, hey, if you liked that free tip on health and wellness, you might want my full 30-day macro plan. Check it out here. If you love this workout, you might like my membership subscription group where we do free workouts every single morning. Grab your free trial and see if you like it. Do you guys see how that feels? It's so casual that people don't feel like they're being sold. And they're not being sold. Selling people is wrong, but helping people is right. Giving people the tools to be successful in their life, in their weight loss, in their daily life management, giving them clothes they love, products they love, makeup they love, skincare they love, whatever. That is where you win. But you have to do it in a way that feels right to your consumer. It doesn't feel like we're pushing it on them. It feels like we're casually offering something of value and they go, oh, hey, I am interested in that. Now, there are times when you will have a larger casual mention, okay? So for example, if I have a a launch coming up of a course, or right now I have the exclusive holiday bundle, which you guys have heard a lot about at this point, that's when you're going to kind of craft something that's a little bit more beefy when it comes to actually selling the product, good, or service. And this is typically tied to something that's like a launch or it's a more exclusive price point. What I like to do is use a sales webinar or at the end of whatever value I'm providing, I'm going to talk, I'm not going to push it on people, but I'm going to talk in more depth about the benefits. For example, okay, here we go. Let's say that I'm launching a brand new ebook and my ebook is on health and wellness, 30 days to feeling your best. Okay, just an example. I know this book is coming up, so I've got to start really promoting and casually mentioning this product over and over and over again because repetition is super key, ladies, to having success when it comes to sales. People need to hear about stuff five to seven times before they buy. So you're going to start talking about it. Hey, ladies, don't forget, I've got my pre-order list open for the 30 days to a new you. This book is so awesome. I've packed in 30 different tips for looking and feeling your best. We're going to go through your personalized macros. I've got your weight loss, your weight loss checklist. I'm going to be talking to you about how you can have dietary shifts that don't feel like a diet. I'm going to teach you how to put that cheat day in there once a week, like whatever. You're talking about all the benefits to this person and you're hitting on all of their hot points. That doesn't feel like a pitch, right? It's not like you need this ebook today. This ebook today is going for $9.99. You must get it. Oh my gosh, if you don't get it, we're gonna chase you down and call you 75 times and spam your inbox. Like, yuck. It's, hey girl, this has tons of value. I believe so much in this ebook and I have helped so many people with these tips. I know it can help you. I'm going to teach you how to do this and how to do that and what you can do for food substitutions and what you can do for a a quick workout with your kids. Talk about the value and don't be afraid of it. 
It's okay to pitch the stuff that's not pitch. Okay. Casually mention stuff that you're so excited about and that you truly believe in. Okay. And then remember to put something in there with urgency because that's what gets people to click the button. This ebook, ladies, it's in pre-launch. You can get it for 30% off the retail price. Go ahead, message me now or click this link for more information or go purchase your book here. I hope you love it. I'm really excited. Be light and fun. Practice this. Practice this with a friend. Don't change who you are because all of a sudden you're now ready to market something at the end of your blog, at the end of your video, or even in person. Be you. It doesn't change because all of a sudden you're talking about something that costs money. You're still you, all right? Does that make sense to you? I hope you're nodding your head right now. And I hope this is making you feel a lot more comfortable about sales. And you guys, if you wanna go see a bunch of these uh, in real life, go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash success with Stephanie. Click on videos. Watch any of my live webinars. At the end, I'm casually mentioning something that's more implementation focused that costs money. It's a course. It's a program. It's private coaching. And every single time, every single time I sell those products, goods and services or coaching. And it's not because I'm being pushy, it's because I'm being super casual about it. And I'm talking about the benefits and how it can truly help these people because I believe in it so much with through, to the depths of my soul that it shines through when I talk about it. Go check those out if you're struggling with how to craft your own casual mention. Last one was scamming people. Do I even really need to talk about this? Like I, y'all, y'all, if you feel like you're scamming people, just run. Are you n just run away <laughs> if you feel like you're scamming people you're probably linked up with the wrong sales organization the wrong company the wrong product okay here's what you do if you were on the other end of the phone the other end of the computer the other side of that dm message or whatever would you feel and would you truly believe that you were getting something of value for a fair price and that your life would be better from what you're marketing? If the answer is yes, you are not scamming people, they're gonna love what you're selling, and they're not gonna reject you, it's gonna be a, I don't know, not right now, but thanks. Like, it's gonna be light. You're never gonna, people aren't gonna be mean to you, okay? Because you're casually being authentic about what you're marketing. You're on the other side of that phone, and you are going, okay, this product is way too overpriced, or I don't think it actually works. Or like me, I'm not really into skincare, but whatever. This sale will make a rank for me or da-da-da-da-da. Guys, those are the wrong reasons, and that's why you feel like a fraud. I did. So many times I felt like a fraud because it wasn't the right fit for me. But it is the right fit for so many people, and that's okay too. But it just wasn't right for me. Sales became spammy. It became uncomfortable. I started to to dislike it and that's when I knew this doesn't feel right anymore. It's not sales, it's that I'm not in alignment with what I am marketing. This should feel so natural. And it takes practice, but you shouldn't feel scammy, slimy, weird, salesy. If you do, those are some hot trigger points for you to stop, take a step back, and take inventory of yourself. Why do I feel this way? Am I marketing in the wrong way? Am I being kind of like that creepy salesman, like way too in your face? Am I marketing something I don't believe in? Do I not believe in the price point? Am I not passionate enough about this product, good or service? And if you're truly feeling that you're scamming people, I think that you should listen to that gut instinct and just make sure 
you're in alignment with whatever it is that you're doing. So those are my tips for becoming a sales guru. Sales is part of life. Sales is a huge piece of being a successful entrepreneur. If you do it in the right way, ladies, you can make endless amounts of income, but more importantly, you can change endless lives. You truly can. When you market something of value that you love and you're excited about it and it's changing your life in some way, you can do the same for other people. And yes, you receive a monetary gain from that exchange, which is wonderful, but what's even more wonderful is you are helping someone else. That is the goal, my beautiful friend. I hope that that helps you, and I hope that you now realize that sales is a gift of giving people something of value. It truly is. And you can do it in a light, casual way and have a lot of success. You truly can. And yes, fortune is still always in the follow-up, but it's in the casual follow-up. Consider that as well. It's not like, yo, I have a deadline. You got to buy it today. Like I'm in your face. It's, hey girl, have you thought about that course at all? Just checking in. Okay. Leave it light because that always gives someone an out and they're going to actually answer you if they don't feel any pressure. There you have it. I really hope that that helped you when it comes to becoming the stellar sales guru that you were always meant to be. I'm going to leave you with an abundance prayer right now, mama. I pray over you listening that you find confidence and passion in whatever it is that you do, and that if you are not in line with whatever it is you're doing, that you pray and ask God to lead you to your calling, dig into your passion so that you can be your most fulfilled you. I pray that the right customers are flowing to you now and the right market appears before you. I pray that you have unlimited time to accomplish everything you need in your business, in your life, with your family, and that you have the power to keep all of the promises that you make to yourself, which is extremely important. All right, beautiful. I will see you next time. Love and light, Steph. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, if you'll head over to iTunes, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie Gass. I'll see you soon. Praying light, love, and abundance. Until next time.